What up? It's Hear the Herd here on 101.5 UMFM, your home for Bison Sports. My name is Neil Noonan, and alongside me, the man, the myth, the legend, Michael Still. How are you doing, man? Neil, I'm riding high from Sunday still, man. Great oh. Cup champions for the first time in 29 years. Say it loud. Say it proud. Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The cup's coming home, baby. Without a doubt, and we will get to that right away. But Jason Pajak, not in the building. We got his better half, though. <laughs> the other half of the men's hockey broadcast, Evan Midford, who is a Crecom student uh, sticking around Bison Sport offices for three weeks during his work placement. Evan, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Big shoes to fill with uh, Jason being gone. Nah. Uh, maybe if I talk half as much as Jason does, we'll fill the 30 minutes, no problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, without a doubt, yes. Uh, with with you and Mike here, no problem at all. No problem at all. But we got to start with the Grey Cup. I mean, oh. this is a Bison sports show. And yes, we did have three former Bisons uh, compete in uh, this weekend's Grey Cup. But the Blue Bombers, first time in 29 years, bringing the Grey Cup home to Winnipeg. I'm going to leave it to you, Mike. You know football better than anyone I know, man. How are you feeling? What did you think of the game? Uh, the Bisons getting all the way there with Nick Dembski, Jeff Gray, Thomas Miles. Man, how are you feeling? Amazing, yeah. I mean, since this is a Bison sports show, I mean, I feel like we should talk about the Bisons that made plays. Uh, Jeff Gray, offensive lineman, he started for us for a large portion of the season with injuries. And uh, for anyone that knows Jeff even a little bit, they know that he's a very intelligent guy, high IQ player, uh, really hones his craft, and nothing but respect for him. Product of the Greendale Falcons. Shout out to the Midget uh, Football League of Manitoba for that one. Uh, and obviously Nick Dembski utilized in all kinds of facets in the Bombers offense, just like he was when he was a Manitoba Bison. He's not just a slot back. They have him in the backfield as a running back. Wildcat offense. He does a little bit of everything. He was humongous to that victory in the second half. And Thomas Miles had a very important play, too, in the game. He had that uh, the short kick Hamilton went for, and Miles caught that short kick and uh, gave the Bombers great field position. Uh, and everything was just clicking on all cylinders, my guy, Neil. I mean, like, offense scored, I think it was six or seven possessions out of their like, last eight in the game. Defense seven turnovers. Uh, Bombers didn't turn the ball over once in the playoffs uh, and won the turnover battle. And really, when you talk about the story, that's it. Like, defense wins championships. Our defense was just absolutely ignorant in the playoffs, led by Defensive Player of the Year, Willie Jefferson, and just all kinds of other pieces that uh, came together and and brought us home the ship with uh, a Canadian uh, head coach, Mike O'Shea, uh, his son, Michael Shea Jr. Uh, was actually a big star for St. Paul's uh, when he was here playing high school football. He's back at Guelph now. Oh, uh, I but, didn't know that. Because, uh, uh, well, I covered the Crusaders when yeah. they won the championship that year. Hey, he's a great receiver. Little I mean, Osh. He's going to be a really good player. Little Osh, yeah. He's yeah. going to be a really good player. Watch out for him in the CFL down the line, too. Uh, great player for sure. Uh, but, yeah, and then Kyle Walters, another guy from Guelph, uh, GM for this team. I, I'm... I will say this right now that you're not going to find uh, a general manager that knows Canadian, specifically Canadian content. You're not going to find a GM that knows uh, university football and knows the players that fit into a Canadian system at the CFL better than Kyle Walters. It just won't happen. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll take that argument with anybody and, and, and stand it confidently and say Kyle Walters is the best at finding Canadian talent. Uh, and then obviously the head honcho, president, CEO, Wade Miller, Blue Bomber alum, special teams demon back in his own day, uh, fullback as well for the team. So it's just great to have it done with a Canadian staff like that, too. You know, like 
people that really know what it means to this community and, and to just bring it home the way that they did, oh, it just feels amazing. Yeah, without a doubt, man. Uh, Evan, I mean, just as a Bomber fan yourself, growing up here in Winnipeg, how are you feeling after 29 years, Blue Bombers, Great Cup champions? Uh, it's kind of surreal, honestly. I don't know if it's sunk in yet. I mean, I've never experienced a championship in this in the city before. It's like they've never won uh, with me being alive on this planet. So uh, I was feeling good, not half as good as the entire the entirety of the crowd at Portage Main last night. Uh, <laughs> Which you went to, before. right? Yeah. I was there. I was there. So, yeah. So uh, a lot of a lot of uh, bruise, a lot of pops a lot of being had is uh it was a great time it's, it's great to see the city alive and sort of all coming together celebrating one thing as one cohesive unit it's 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 i've never experienced it before so it's it's been uh really cool it's been uh, fantastic yeah without a doubt parade really starting almost immediately after our show today <laughs> mike you said you're going down right i'm scooting down right after this to go down i live about five minutes from the parade so i'm gonna be there i'm gonna wear my jersey loud and proud and then the forks afterwards uh, i dm'd uh, or just put a post on twitter i said come find me at the forks <laughs> you know like that's the thing man like it, this is more than just like a great cup victory like this is like you said evan this is for the city of winnipeg and the province of manitoba like this city has had a drought of championships for a very, very long time. I mean, shout out to the Gold Eyes. The Gold Eyes have won quite yes. a few times. I'm not throwing shade on them, no. but in terms of football and hockey, major we've been waiting. Sports, yeah. Major, yeah, we've been waiting a long time for this. And you mentioned you not seeing it. I've, I haven't seen it either, uh, Evan. Obviously, I'm you know 25 years, uh, 29 years ago being the last, and it's just like you know to, to have that feeling is amazing. Um, uh, and just to see the community come together, like you know, as a part of Jermaine as well. And and I didn't know really anybody there but i was hugging strangers left right and center picking people up you yeah. know like it's just you know when something like this happens like again like it's bigger than the game of football and especially in this city it's so much bigger than the game of football like they, like to be a fan in this city especially football it requires a lot of patience a lot of de- dedication we we made it through joe mack you know we made it through jeff Reinball. we made it through some tough situations uh to the other side of things and and uh just the perseverance and to do it with local talent i mean that's that's what makes the whole thing so special is the people in this city, like Andrew Harris, when he came back here, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn here, but I, I'm not going to lie to you. When O'Shea was hired and Harris was hired, I, I said it. I said, we're going to win a cup with those with those guys, like with the core of people that know what it means to, to win a cup in the city, you know, at taking it more than just being a game. Um, and you see it. And the, the parade's going to be nuts. The airport was nuts when they came back yesterday. Uh, all like It was crazy how many people were at the airport just bringing support from all across um yeah this is for the the, the whole province of manitoba yeah, yeah i like the uh, i like the band playing when the uh, the bombers yeah. walked into the airport as well what a scene Absolutely. I, yeah Absolutely. so just a great moment for the entire city really the tide is changing in winnipeg you know like i feel like you kind of mentioned it a little bit evan where you just you don't expect to win as as a winnipeg or like sports fan right you just don't expect it and i feel like i almost feel the exact same way where like it almost hasn't sunk in that we're the great cup champions like even when the buzzer went and like we from front to back kind of handled the tie cats like that was a very impressive game on all three phases of the ball and even like midway through the fourth quarter no one wanted to jinx it but like it felt weird being like, oh my, we're, we're going to win a great cup here, you know? Um, but it's awesome with the Jets back and the playoff parties and without a doubt having 500 plus people there at Portage and Maine, the parade going on. Uh, it's a fun time to be a Winnipeg sports fan. And uh, you mentioned there the local talent. Like, 
they must must have mentioned Oak Park four <laughs> or five times on the broadcast. And hearing that just as a Winnipegger and knowing that Oak Park has been such uh, just a powerhouse in the Winnipeg football community for so long and two of our best players and high performers who absolutely took it to the Ticats on Sunday night uh, were constantly brought back to these are hometown boys, right? And having Dembski play on the Bisons and Mike on the way over here, you mentioned how it seems like Osh is really kind of using him in the way that Brian used to, right? And kind of in that wildcat getting getting Dembski out in space. Uh, before we move on, just quick comment on Dembski and how he was a huge performer, especially in the second half in that great cup. Yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, Vaughn Mitchell, the offensive coordinator for the Bisons, uh, you know, loved... Nick Dembski, one of the fa- he said he's one of his favorite players that, he, that he's ever coached, and and Vaughn's been around this game for a very long time, so that's high praise. Uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean Nick Dembski, he's it's a cool story, right? Because he played for Oak Park and he was a quarterback originally for Oak Park, and he was a guy I remember very specifically uh, when St. Paul's and Oak Park had an amazing rivalry in football. It's Massey in St. Paul's now, but uh, back at, you know you were in and around the time Dembski was graduating, so like oh eight to two thousand ten or, or you know seven to two thousand. 10 and uh, there was one championship game where he had a nine I remember it's like a 100 yard 99 100 yard actually my Canadian field was longer than that it was like a 109 yard rushing touchdown against St. Paul's it was one of the most impressive runs I've ever seen in my life where he stiff armed like two guys he ran out hustled the other guy down the sidelines I was like man this guy's gonna do something special at the next <laughs> level like he was it was it was insane it's still one of the best plays I've ever seen at the high school football level and again that was back sort of at the time where he was a quarterback and then transitioned to running back. And then we get to the Bisons and we have this problem where we have, oh shoot, we have Anthony Coombs, Keenan LaFrance, and Nick Dembski. All who are Grey Cup <laughs> champions in their own right on yes. different teams, right? Which is insane. Phenomenal point. Yeah. All three of those guys have won a Grey Cup. Yeah, Keenan Coop. won one with Ottawa. Yeah. Anthony won one with Toronto. Yeah. And now Nick won, wins, one, wins one with Bison us. the lum, baby. Yeah. A loud and proud running back room. But, but Brian was like, hey, somebody's going to have to move. Like, we need to get these guys all on the field. But they're not all going to get on the field at running back. So right. Nick moved to slot back. It turned out to be the best decision they ever made if you look at where he's at now. And, and I'll never forget... This, it's an iconic moment if you're a Bison fan when Nick Dembski, because he did it a lot, going in the end zone and turning the pages on that book in the in the in the end zone from the U of M, the old U of M logo now, uh, you know, dropping to his knees and doing that. Like that's an iconic moment that a lot of people f- remember from his time. So great. And and one other thing I will say, I mean, uh, Andrew Harris is a, is an alum of Oak Park, but he's also an alum of Grant Park. Um, he he started his career at Grant Park, uh, and then he moved to Oak Park because he was getting in trouble with the wrong crowd of people. And, and coach wanted uh, coach Mike Kennedy, a uh, good friend of mine. Uh, he you know he wanted what was best for him, and so that's why he moved to Oak Park uh, but I wanted to show some love to my alma mater Grand Park too because that's where he got his start my DB coach Sam Gabor uh, blocked for him in high school it's uh, it's pretty cool man full circle kind of thing it's great without a doubt big time uh, super happy for the guys in Winnipeg the Bombers in general uh, just a big time win that I know we're going to hold on to uh, for a long time for sure look at that halfway through the show already time flies here uh, on UMFM let's transi- transition to the team you know best Evan, the men's hockey team. And I've said this both on the air and just talking with our staff here and there with the coaches and stuff like that. This team is going to be causing problems down the end for other teams that are playoff bound because 
you just it, it, in a positive way. I don't want to sound make this sound negative, but you just never know what you're going to get with these guys sometimes, right? Like going to like a, a losing one nothing, and then all of a sudden beating the Alberta uh, Pandas. Pardon me, Golden Bears five three the next day, kind of thing. They are just. They're a constant shakeup. Uh, you you got goaltenders that are coming in with with Lamb and Brown in different days and different nights. How are you feeling about this squad? About what are we ten games through the season, so to speak? I think we're six six and one. Okay, so thirteen uh, games into the season. How are you feeling about the boys? Yeah, they're doing uh, a lot better than last year. I think that yeah, it, it all stems from the goaltending for them. Whether it's Tyler Brown had a bit of a shaky start to start uh, to start the year, but this last series was all Tyler Brown like that was he played out of his mind especially at the end of the first game the one that they got shut out to nothing he was playing unreal in that third period uh as well as Riley Lamb has been outstanding and Jeremy Link as well they've got three goaltenders who can all bring it on any given night so depth at goaltending that's a good thing that's a good place to start as well as the system that they're playing, I feel like Coach Mike Sarantz have we talked about it a bit on the broadcast, me and Jason, where they give up a lot of shots. That's no secret. They give up a ton of shots. Uh, the one, the game that they won, they got outshot maybe twenty to thirty-three, which is actually one of the closer games we've seen them give up fifty-plus shots. But it's the kind of shots as well. They keep it generally from the outside. They try to keep traffic out of their goaltender's way so that they can make the saves that they need to. Their, co- their goaltenders are all feeling very confident, so they have them make the saves that they ha- uh, that they expect them to make and a few that they don't expect them to make as well. And then on top of that, given any night, uh, the offense can spark. You know, they got offense from five different goal scorers in their win on Saturday night. Uh, Lucas Scrimetta got his first of the year. Ryan Carlson has been playing forward this year. He got a goal as well. Apatagan had a good weekend. Uh, so balanced scoring all through their lineup. And uh, this team can, can bring it. I think that if they want to look to improve, I think their special teams play can improve. They did get one power play goal from uh, Jeremy Leipzig, but their penalty kill is near the bottom of Canada West. Their power play as well, although it worked on, on Saturday, Saturday night, it's also near the bottom of Canada West, so their special teams could improve, But and maybe their uh, transition transition game sort of breaking out of the defensive zone. They spend a lot of time in, their de- in the defensive zone, and sometimes there's sort of these sort of Hail Mary uh, hopeful passes to go straight through the neutral zone. All they can do is either tip it in and get a line change, or they miss it and ice it. So that's there is room for improvement, but as I said, any given night, your goaltenders can steal you a game, and they've done that all this year. Isn't that incredible, Mike, that preseason <laughs> we were talking with Coach Sarant, and he was just like, yeah, we just want them you know, to try and keep us in games. We're not expecting them to sit on their head and, and win us one every now, and now that's like a huge strength of their team. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Uh, you know, For those that are unaware, obviously Brian, Byron Spriggs, Spriggs excuse me, graduated this year, and he's been our guy for a long time and did steal us a, a lot yeah, of games. The guy he, for a long the time. The guy for yeah. a long time. Stole a lot of games for us. one nothing games, 2-1 to one games. Uh, and yeah, we talked to Mike in the preseason. He was like, "We don't need those goalies to do that. They just, you know, we just need them to, you know, whatever. You know, maybe every once in a while do that, but for the most part, just you know, play their game and keep us in it for the most part. But yeah, I mean, specifically Lamb, Riley Lamb has been nuts at times this year. Um, and the cool thing is that those three goalies are all still young, right? They still have years and years to develop to get to that next level still. And uh, if they're playing like this right now, I'm excited to see what happens in three, four years when there's you know um, more comfort level 
comfortable with the speed of the game and that kind of thing and and uh, just getting to the next level because there's no doubt you know our identity of a t- as a team has certainly been our, our, our you know our ability on defense to lock down top teams and also just get strong goaltending but I've been I uh, I don't know about you Evan but I've personally been really impressed by our scoring this year uh, I felt like last year that we really struggled to find the back of the net obviously we had injuries that, that hurt us uh, but I feel like our depth scoring has been a big part of, of why we've been able to at times this year you know be able to beat teams obviously we've had games where we've not got many shots on net but capitalizing on those chances I think has been cool too to see yeah absolutely I think a lot of that has to do with that third line that's come in uh, Dalkey, Thiessen and Jordy Keene is now on that line as well he was playing on the top line for a bit I think that's definitely brought up the scoring as well as uh, Scrumetta moving to forward playing center ice he's now on the fourth line and he's still sort of finding his way but he's definitely starting to bring a little bit more offense to his game as well as well as Apatagan and Halverson on that fourth line has been uh, extremely good I think he's very strong he's got a very good release as well bringing offense in that depth role so yeah I think that the new players that they, they've brought in have really strengthened that depth a little bit the top guys as well maybe a bit more comfortability Veloso came in halfway through the year Jeremy Leipzig was a rookie as well last year so he's getting a bit more comfortable I think Skaleski's brought his game up uh, I think his quickness on that top line with uh, Leipzig and Veloso has been very noticeable as well. It's very fast uh, top line. And then you have more of a bigger sort of maybe uh, checking line. Maybe not so much a checking line, but another scoring line that has more physicality to it with Wasilak and Keaton Jameson, two bigger guys on that second line. And then you put Ryan Carlson on that line. He's not he's no small player. He's not a quiet player either. So, yeah, it's been a, a sort of a different look offense, and each line seems to bring something different to the table. And I think that, uh, yeah, the difference in play has brought offense. Uh, other teams don't really know how to defend against each line individually. Without a doubt, sitting at 6-6-1, six, six and one, they're kind of right in the thick of things in Canada West. But yeah, being able to take a game off of Alberta, who's now 11-2, and two, so that was just their second loss. Yeah, 12, 12, uh, yeah I think 12-2, and two, but oh, okay. uh, that was their second, second loss of the year. That's uh, like, they're, I mean, they're, if not the best, they're the second best team in the entire country. And right. uh, they just got beat by the Bisons. Yeah, uh, question for you, Evan. Um, just, you, you kind of mentioned going in, the the expectations for this team, right? Like, uh, a, I wouldn't say a completely new roster, but lots of fresh faces, right? I mean, you got your stalwarts that have been there for a while, right? With with Henry Christensen and Wasilak, and what are your expectations now as just a fan, as a as a broadcaster who's seen all their home games, kind of thing, as and kind of uh, in this team going into the season, one thing. Right now, heading into the break, they got one. Uh, they got two more games uh, coming up this weekend against. They're out in Lethbridge. Um, but where are your expectations now going into the second half for this men's hockey team? Well, so they're battling 500 right now, which I think is it, it's a bit flattering. I think that the team is battling 500. I think that uh, a lot of things have gone right for them to get to that point. I think in the second half. If they want to truly uh, succeed and sort of make noise in the playoffs, they need to start showing that a little bit more in terms of possession. Uh, but in terms of expectations, what do I expect from the team? Uh, I think, yeah, just a little bit more D-zone um, tweaking, maybe a bit something like that, because in the offensive zone, they're pretty good. Except for on puck retrievals, I feel like they could be a little bit better in terms of placing the puck and in terms of... Uh, winning those four-check battles, winning those little five, six-foot battles and, and winning pucks back in terms of possession. Um, th- th- little small plays like that, little s- small tweaks I think that they can improve on. Uh, and, you know, they have the personnel. They can they have that uh, that ability. 
Um, it's just in terms of execution. But I think, yes, the more comfortable they get, I think we can expect to see a more comfortable team that's having some success. So uh, very exciting times for the men's Bison team. Yeah, I would love for this team to just play spoiler down the stretch, you know, just ruin people's seasons, you know, like taking a game off Alberta, you know, like coming down the stretch. It, it is funny, uh, like getting in the playoffs would be fantastic, right? But I think this team, you could probably ask each and every one of them. The goal is obviously the to bring home a banner, right? But it, it's a new team. They're, they're, they're gelling, right? Like there's a, there's a lot of new pieces. I, the expectations are probably different, right? But yeah, you can, I can definitely see this team going down the stretch, spoiling some seasons for some others, for sure. Yeah, a lot of the rosters returning next year as well. You know, there's only a few uh, fifth-year players. So yeah, a lot of time to grow as a team as well. Without a doubt, building blocks, building blocks. One thing after another. So, yeah, uh, men's hockey out in Lethbridge uh, next weekend. Uh, they're 4-10, and 10, so a team that they could definitely take some games off of. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see how those two shake out. Uh, local time, 8 p.m. and 2 p.m. here. Uh, you can watch that on Canada West TV, presented by Co-op Women's Hockey, hosting Lethbridge this weekend, who are 7-6-1. and one. We also got six massive recruits uh, for the 2021 season for women's hockey, so that'll be interesting. Another team that is growing uh, a lot of new faces, but building for the future for sure. Mike, I'm going to leave this question open to you because you were kind of in and out this weekend. And I mean, we had tons of games starting on Thursday and then Friday, Saturday. We saw a lot of red this weekend. Uh, just any any thoughts as far as the Duckworth Challenge goes? If you can go volleyball, you can go basketball. Totally up to you. Yeah, uh, I mean, positive and a negative, I guess. I mean, like starting with the the, the well, I mean, I I'll end with the positive. The negative, obviously, is the fact that we were swept by the the U of W women. Uh, or both volleyball both and basketball. Volleyball, thank you, Bo- volleyball and basketball. I mean, we have a young volleyball women's volleyball team. Extremely. So ten rookies, ten rookies. So uh, ten rookies on the women's hockey team, ten rookies on the women's volleyball team. So they're 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 still growing and developing. Um, but one thing I will say, I talked to Julie Arnold last week, and I just love the competitiveness. You know, talking about the season, how it's went, and and just you know, she knows that they are good enough to beat certain teams or really any team on a given night. And I just love that competitiveness. You know, and you know, it's one thing if you get down on yourselves for the way you're, that you're playing. It's another. To believe that you can do it believe that you can beat any team and just get down to discipline because i think with the young players i think sometimes it's just confidence you know it's the athleticism is there the skill set is there just believing in yourself you right. know uh, and especially i noticed that with the women's volleyball team this weekend um especially serve receive i felt like we struggled on serve receive and we couldn't get a side out for a really long time it spans of time it happened to the men a little bit too uh but yeah, just sort of the confidence and belief and just executing the little things, um, you know, was a big factor. For the women's basketball team, uh, I mean, I think our roster is very well placed this season. I really think that it just comes down to the right people executing at the right times when we need them to. Um, and I, I really, I think the key for, for basketball from the women is just making shots. I mean, we had a lot of open shots we just missed. Right. Like, And Michelle said that for both games. You know, that was a big thing she brought. It was like she wasn't, she wasn't angry with the compete level. You know, we were we were putting ourselves in a good position, but we just weren't making open shots when we had them. And and that really, I think, is one of the big things that, that was the difference. Is UFW, Boulanger specifically made some big shots when she needed to make them. Uh, and I felt like at times we maybe didn't make those big shots when we needed to. But um, you know what? We're a great team, very talented. And, and uh, especially, I mean, Lauren Bartlett's having a great start to the season. Um, really 
our, our, our depth at guard is unbelievable. I mean, Kazai Brothers, Taylor Randall, Lauren Bartlett, Deidre Bartlett. I mean, they're all getting it down for us. So, um, and, and we have depth all across the lineup. So that's been impressive. And then on the men, got the W. Uh, men's basketball, uh, really impressed by them. Five and one start. Uh, Kieran Ziwa, career high 30 points uh, in the Saturday game. Uh, and he's just, he's just on a tear. Uh, and we're scoring from everywhere. I mean, we're yeah. getting production all through the lineup. Uh, this team, I'm going to say it, it reminds me of the 2016-17 National Championship team. That's good uh, that news. It, it very much is, and I'll tell you why. I mean, that team had depth all through the lineup, but they also had people that scored when we needed them to score at key times. Like I very specifically remember A.J. Bassey draining a lot of critical three-pointers down the stretch uh, for us, and, and, and Kieran is doing that. Kieran did that for us against Lethbridge. He made some big shots for us when we needed them, and he did that again last weekend. We know what Rashawn Brown can score. We know he can distribute, but now we're seeing that we're getting that also from Kieran, and Ricky Zimbakov as well has, been, has played really well for us, especially on D. Um, yeah, men's team, nothing but praise for them. They have a light schedule this year. They don't play Alberta. We don't play Calgary, uh, some of the tougher teams in the conference. So we have the chance to put ourselves in a good spot in terms of our, our overall record. E- uh, obviously, the ELO is going to uh, affect us a little bit in the rankings, but really, really big fan of, of the men's basketball team and the run they made. And uh, men's, men's volleyball, just building towards nationals, really. You know, we know it's going to be in this barn, so it's just about building confidence at this point. Without a doubt. Well said there, Mike. Uh, yeah, a tough Duckworth challenge uh, for the home squad uh, this past weekend, but uh, both men's and women's volleyball heading out to McEwen this weekend, who's 1-7 on the men's side, 6-4 on the women's side. You can catch that again on Canada West TV at 7 and 8.30 on Friday, 6 and 7.30 on Saturday. Men's and women's basketball hosting this weekend before going in to the first half break. Fraser Valley's coming into town, 3-3 three and three on the men's side, 4-2 and two on the women's side. I, I definitely think they're both win- winnable games on the men's and women's side. And then, like I said, women's hockey also hosting this weekend. Lethbridge coming to town. Before we get out of here... Some wet news here. In the pool, Kelsey Wog uh, does what she does best, bringing home four golds and a bronze in the relay. Two Canada West records at the Canada West Swimming Championship this weekend. I mean, Evan, you've been diving into the highlights, trying to find them. Uh, <laughs> just an incredible weekend. And then as far as uh, the men's side, I'm going to get this name wrong because it's crazy. Anthony Ilyuchechev. Thank you, still. Thank you. Uh, that's you're why you're here. Uh, I, I interviewed him last year. He's uh, he's uh, in engineering as well. Uh, and I talked to Vlast, actually, prior to Canada's Championships and... The relationship he has with Anthony is great. Um, he completely changed Anthony's form when it comes to, uh, I believe it was the bu- uh, the butterfly uh, when he came in here, uh, and and minimizing uh, motions and strokes in the pool that you don't need to have efficiency, you know, baby. efficiency. Yeah. Right? Um, so that's been really great to see. Um, and shout out to Vlast. Without shout out a doubt. To, the, to our swimming coach. He's just a he's just a great guy and, and uh, developed a lot of great athletes, including Kelsey, who he's known since she was ten with the Junior Bison Swim Club as well. Without a doubt, one of the greatest athletes uh, for sure with the Bisons. Uh, yeah, in a great meet for the Bisons for sure on both men's and women's side. That's going to do it this week. We're actually going to get out of here on time, which is incredible. Mike, have a great time at the parade, Evan. I'll see you back at the office, my friend. But thank you for being thank here this much. week, man. Um, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll have a couple more episodes going into the break. Um, but 
without further ado, uh, enjoy the rest of the programming here on 101.5 UMFM. We got one more weekend of Bison games before the break, so make sure you make it down the campus or uh, tune in on Canada West TV. For the W, baby. There we go.